0: TFYLP is sponsored by CapturedPrey.com, great toys, great prices, great service. Visit www.CapturedPrey.com for all your import, transformers, and third-party figure needs.
1: And save even more through the Captured Prey loyalty program, CapturedPrey.com. Megatoyfan, look for Mega toy Fan at popular
0: toy conventions like BotCon and TFCon, as well as on Facebook at facebook.com slash mega.toyfan.
2: Struggle through the whole universe
3: Robotic warrior. The Sapke here. Welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure. T-F-Y-L-P for short. Join us and discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now where did I put that chorus stop? Ratchet, can you take the chorus stop? Only the
2: strong will survive
4: Hello, and welcome to another TFYLP, episode 139. Tonight, we're going to be talking about that time in everyone's life. No, not that. Selling, when you sell your collection. Uh, Tonight, with me, I'm going to have Plasticon.
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? Chan.
5: Hello, everybody.
4: Swage. You just didn't want to get the echo like I got, but that's okay. Don? Hey, everybody. And Bryce? How's it going? So, we figured tonight what we would do is talk about what happens when you decide enough is enough or I can't afford it or whatever, whatever your reason is. And so then you have to turn to the dark side of collecting, which is selling. So, does anyone have any? Let's go with, let's go with good, good stories. Good stories first. Good stories on selling. Anyone have any good stories?
1: Last time I sold my collection, I paid for my wedding.
4: I said, good oh. stories.
1: <laughs> true, true.
4: God dang!
1: <laughs> oh.
4: there you go. You have a need that arises, and it helped pay for that.
3: Yeah,
1: it got rebuilt
3: uh, after. I would say the last time I did like a major um, purge of my collection because I was collecting way too many different lines, um, I sold off a lot of classics figures. And when I did that, I was able to dump that money into the figures I actually really wanted, which were um, a bunch of G1 figures. And one of those becoming grandest. And you know, it's one of those things.
4: Right. So you did more that, towards. You did more towards just redirecting your collection, exactly. You so part I, of your collection oh, and redirected it.
3: Exactly, and I tend to do that quite often because I find that that's almost a positive way of handling what you have. Because I know some people out there, they get to the point that they're collecting like eight different lines, and then they stand back and look at their wall. It's like this just isn't fitting together right, or something, or they really they got that one robot that's completely out of place. Yeah. So.
4: Or they got that really empty wallet.
3: That's very true as well.
6: (laughs) That's one thing I need to do is I have not actually purged. I am in the process of taking baby steps to purge a lot of things, mostly things that, why did I buy all these Toy Biz figures in the mid-90s? But... (laughs) Because in the Uh, mid '90s, that was the thing to do. Exactly, exactly. '90s are extreme. Yeah. So I I am, I am trying to sell the stuff I know I don't want before I get to the stuff where I have to start making the heavy decisions. But one of my best-selling stories is I had a Revenge of the Fallen uh, platinum Megatron that I was able to sell and buy uh, Hearts of Steel Cyclops for. So I traded a, a, a Revenge of the Fallen figure that I really don't know why I bought for a awesome Hearts of Steel Shockwave. So that's one of my you know, best sales right there.
2: Cool.
4: Cool. All right, Swade, you have to have a good one. Give me a good story.
0: I always have good ones. Do you want, like, a general one? Do you want a specific one-time deal what are we talking about here what are we talking about?
4: what stands out in your mind is one of your best uh, let's go with best experiences in selling.
0: best experiences um, all right I'm gonna go with uh, actually last year I started setting up at toy shows and there's a guy that uh, he came to the first show bought some stuff and he was like Man, he was—he came to my table and he was just like freaking out. I mean, he was like getting sweaty and pacing and just hands in his pockets and doing all this. And he was like, "Oh man, oh man." And you know, I was—I was a little concerned, not gonna lie. I mean, he was getting kind of worked up. I didn't know, you know, am I gonna am I gonna make some money, or am I gonna help this guy into the squad? (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually what this turns into is he, he got a bunch of stuff, he said he wanted to look around first, whatever, he comes back um, and I'm like throwing stuff at him because he's like a serious shopper so I'm like oh you need that? Yeah here just take it man, you bought that? Here just take this and um, what that led to was the next big show I, that I set up at um, he came back and just like hunted me down and that was for me. That was cool. You know, I've sold online, and it's cool when people will message you later on or say, you know, hey, can you help me find this? Um, but to see it in person and actually kind of get to know the people that you deal with, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And especially when they make you a priority. You know, they don't. They, he didn't know what I had. I he, we didn't. You know, I gave him my business card booking thing. You know, just gave him my email basically. Um, never heard from him, but next show. I mean, he's he's in there. He the sought you course. out. Yeah, he's at my table. He doesn't even bother looking anywhere else. And
6: yeah,
0: you, you so probably that, th- for me that was cool just because, you know, it was just, you know, it's just cool when somebody seeks you out because they know they're gonna get something cool. And of course, I was happy because you know I was able to make it worthwhile to set up at the show. <laughs> Yeah,
6: now you know what the Japanese guys at BotCon feels like when the doors open, and everybody rushes to their one table. Yeah,
5: yeah cause Are you sure it's one just one not guy. you, Don?
6: No, we all do that. Oh, hell no, we all we, we all rush me I mean, it's like Massey attack. Hey, <laughs> I should bring I should bring Massey at BotCon so I can just throw him at the table Get to the front can, of the line. Can, yeah, and, there you go. And then he'll be, he'll be through the ta- he'll through the booth, and I'll have my choice everything.
0: So you oh, play cards right, and Massey will be like the next Dairy Con exclusive instead <laughs> of a Ravage, it'll be a Massey.
6: Wow. Well, actually, if if they want to paint a, a Ravage, like find a cheap, say those two those two ge- those two Meg USB Ravage USB drives cheap, just repaint them as like stripes from manga. Got yeah, Massey. Oh,
3: there you go. Nice. And he has no idea how close I would be to doing
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I have something to add to that, the wedding thing. Okay. The guy that bought half of that collection is actually coming up for TFCon now, this year. And he's going to hang out with us for a couple of weeks. He's from Australia, never met the guy before. Does he
5: have, what's his, does he have a username? Or? Uh, no.
1: Oh, See, he's uh, going no. out in that neck of the
6: woods, just going, hey, 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 hey. Well, Australia is very small, and everyone knows each other. So yes, it's smaller <laughs> than England, isn't
5: it? Not
3: very much. Well,
6: it's it's just it's just the thousands of miles of wasteland in between the cities. You got to be careful for
3: wasteland. That's like that's untouched, like everything. I mean, come I thought on, that's where the Road Warrior was, or whatever. Well, that's where the shooting. That's where that's where Mel
4: Gibson is, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's um. That's where the the roller dome is, isn't it?
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, well, yeah. But...
3: Does anybody know when that new Road Warrior movie is supposed to be coming out? Isn't that in spring? I hope never. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, like, a, I hope never. A, I can't stand it. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be that bad. I mean, come on. At least it's gonna be authentic, and they're actually. Well, I mean, at least they're an authentic, and they built vehicles for it to actually shoot it instead of like. What are they? Everything.
4: Instead of CGI robots that transform.
3: Oh, I mean, we don't have any problem with that. Uh, some people
6: do. As long as it's better than car. Huh?
3: Uh,
6: back when they did the night, back when they did the Night Rider relaunch a couple of years ago, they actually gave car the night automated, night automated roving robot an actual robot mode.
4: I missed that.
6: Yeah, you'd be glad you did it. It was not, no, it was even I like the old Knight Rider. Even even Peter Cullen doing the voice of Carr did not help. Are you talking about Kit?
4: Oh, wow.
6: No, Carr, uh, Kit's evil twin.
4: The the arch rival, yeah. Uh, Yeah, The evil. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a goatee. I mean, the nemesis. It was the car with the the quintessential goatee. Like, it would uh, actually
5: be funny having a. W- w- did his robot mode have a goatee? Well, actually, oh, well, have. well, well, his goatee
6: was actually his light. His lights on the front originally were amber, which is the most evil of mm-hmm. colors, of course. That's right. That is true.
5: It's just before you reach the red light, you have to get through the amber light. Not enough warning. Oh.
4: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Anyone else you know, wonderful good stories? <laughs>
1: Selling? Well,
3: I can say, um, and, and this kind of goes into the selling aspect, and dealing with uh, TFCon Chicago, when me and Meganus were actually running the booth, I had several people walk up to me and think it was my personal collection I was selling. So it was kind of crazy. I, I, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, this I mean, oh, to be honest,
4: <laughs> you were over in the corner with all the junk and everything, so… <laughs>
3: I mean, honestly, I mean, it was... Yeah, they it, were actually
0: asking, like, is this...
3: <laughs> <man?"> <laughs> and I'm going,
4: I'm
0: going, like this, I'm going. Is this the trash guy's table? This
3: guy's... <laughs> is that that guy? Ew. Hey, 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 hey. In my defense, all the BotCon exclusive stuff was on the end of the table. Um, so, uh, so arrest my else. case. <laughs> yes, no. Exactly. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, anyway. I'll be here all And later. I
4: was looking up, I was trying to remember... What botcon was in Florida, and that was 2010.
6: That was the uh, stunticon job, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. But my my uh,
4: my favorite sale was, and I I guess this boy had to been about 10, maybe no, he was probably probably 12. And he's sitting over there with his, his father and we're working the booth and he keeps looking and pointing this, that and the other, and I'm like, you know, can I help you? Is there anything I can get for you? This that and the other and he kept pointing that, and it was a, a Unicron. Uh in the box. And if you remember at the time they were going for I don't know, like hundred bucks, something like that. And uh this one had been opened. And so, you know, we got it out and let him play with it, this that and the other, and I had fifty bucks. And he's going over to his dad and, and this, that and the other and he come back and he starts to hand me money and I said I said, You, you didn't haggle. And he just he stopped. He didn't understand. I'm like ask me if I'd take twenty bucks. And he goes, Would you take twenty bucks? And I went, I won't take twenty bucks for this. Are you crazy? I said, I don't I don't I don't think I could do that. I I will do forty. And he starts to hand me again. I'm like oh. So he got to doing this little haggling thing, and he got it for twenty-five bucks, <laughs> and uh, started crying, started crying, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then I, yes, I mean, guys, <laughs> just just bear with me. Gave over, came over and gave me a hug. So uh, to me, that was it was uh, neat, you know. I, I taught that well, guy to be a real entrepreneur. Tower. I sent him on his way sure. to ripping people off. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> the next guy won. The next guy in line had to pay an extra twenty five. <laughs> yeah, I took it out on the
4: other five. The next five guys, I like yeah. owe oh, you five dollars more.
0: Actually, you what? know what? I I do have another story that's kind of like yours, except uh, way more sarcastic and cruel. Um, <laughs> we we <laughs> at, we have a bad story we can tell too, but no no, it's actually good because it's hilarious. Um, same same deal in Columbus, and a guy and his son come up, and the kid is picking out all kinds of stuff, and it's like all expensive, um, you know, third-party looking stuff, and just something you're not going to give a kid that, I mean, he might have been seven years old. Um, so anyway, you know, I'm just telling his dad, I'm like, you know, the stuff over here is pretty cheap. You know, the stuff here is kind of not so cheap. And so anyway, he, he picks out a couple, like, deluxe figures, and I tell him, I'm like, hey, look, man, how about if you buy both of them, I'll give you a free toy. And the free toy is one of those little Scorpinox that are like the scout Scorpinox from the movie. Yeah. And it's the black one. And he looks at it and he goes, no. And I'm like, you sure, man, it's a free toy. If you just, if you buy one of them, I'll give you a free toy. How about that? Cause I knew the dad was going to buy him something anyway. So they end up getting two and I'm like, all right, and I'm back. I'm putting his stuff in a bag. And I look at him, and he's just, and he's looking at me. I mean, dead in the eyes. And I take this, I take the scorpionock, and I'm like, and I hand it to him real quick. And he just looks at the bag, and he just gets this face like he's gonna puke. <laughs> and he's like, and he looks at his dad. And his dad's like, all right, thanks so much, man. And I was like, you're welcome. And the kid was like, I don't even know what to say.
3: Uh. <laughs>
4: As Brad he walks like, around the corner and slings it against the wall. Yeah, I think actually, I think he threw it out.
0: I think he threw that scorpion out. <laughs> yeah. Well,
6: I, actually, I've got another one. Now, this isn't mine, but it was a really great Con moment. And uh, last con, you may I don't know if you've heard about this or not. You know, you know Brad Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was nice enough to help sell a lot of JD stuff while we were there at TFCon. For those of you who don't know, we did uh, over at RFC. We lost JD Church last year, and we're in the process of working with his collection, selling it for his widow. Uh, but at the end of the show, there was a young man, young boy, about seven, eight years old, maybe, maybe a little bit younger, with an Optimus Prime T-shirt on. And Brad said, "You know, hey, look at this!" And the boy looked, around, and it was the Optimus Prime blast. The Optimus Prime truck that became the blaster,
3: the Nerf gun.
6: The Nerf gun, yeah, and the boy said, "I must have that." I mean, just, just like that. And yeah, but did he say it in Peter Collins' voice? No, he did. But the look on this boy's face was like it's like he had just seen Nerf. I was like, "I must have that," and Brad priced it really cheap. And the dad said, "Nah, we don't need any any more toy guns around the house." And I said, "Sir." I'll put in five bucks if you put in the rest. And he looked at me, like this little boy wanted, he needed this Nerf blaster. It was the most, it was the, it was his first Holy grail for five seconds. He, Cause he said, I must have that. So I actually pitched in half in the, or whatever it was and the father pitched in the rest. And he grabbed that thing with all in the ammo and the smile on his face, and then proceeded
4: to come over to my booth and shoot me.
6: I tell you what, <laughs> you now
4: know who that kid is.
6: Now I know who to blame.
4: From.
6: Really? Did he really shoot you with a Nerf dart? No, but it would've been funny. <laughs> so anyway, that, that wasn't that wasn't really, but it was a it was a, it was a nice thing because this kid was just like, he was just holy. It was like the Ark of the Covenant, pocket sized.
5: <laughs> there you I, go. Actually, actually, actually I remember this thing I was with, um, I was with Don at BotCon 2013, Don, you should remember this one, mm-hmm. um, Don had just bought something and then this kid ran back with a hexagon in his hand, um, or I say kids, probably some teenager, and um, he came back going, uh, can I return this hexagon? And, and the guy's like, um, I don't understand. Why would you want to return it? It's like, oh, my mom just told me I can't actually buy something this expensive. And Donna and I were standing yeah. there going, why would you bring your child to BotCon and then tell them, you can't buy this? What kind of cruel parent are you? And how do you kick you off a cliff? It's like,
6: if, if it's his money and he's working…
4: it worrying... was his money.
6: It was his
5: money too. <laughs> no.
4: this, this is how this works. This is how it's works mom look what i just got and she's looking through her purse and she's saying i ain't got gas money you have to take that back so that's how that works
6: <laughs> but i but i hope that kid got uh, i hope he got a hexatron as good as that toy is i hope at some point he got one somehow but yeah that was like it's like i see where at the company where i work where i work during the holidays where anytime. People bring their kids to the store but don't let them look at anything. They don't let them touch, which is what I understand, but they don't even let them look. It's like you stand here with a buggy. You don't go anywhere. You don't look at nothing, and then we're leaving. It's like if they're good, they should at least be able to look at some stuff. And it's like you bring your children to the store and don't let them look at anything.
0: Maybe like, they yeah. weren't good. Well, yeah, I I I'm trying to sell them, so I don't know. If no, you know.
4: No, I'm, I'm dead serious. I mean, maybe they weren't good, and this is their parents' oh, way of going. This is your punishment. See all yeah. this? You oh, can't yeah. even touch
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I
6: have, <laughs> I have seen parents put their kids in the buggy coming in the side of the store closest to toys and walk through, walk past toys. Don't go into toys, walk past toys. The kids are like, Please let me go look, and it's like, nope. Well, I I can give you one better than that. Yeah, how about I'm when there. they put the little leash
4: yeah, on
3: them? Or something to order or something. Uh, <laughs> how,
4: how about when they put the little leash on them with the little you know, harness and everything and they drag them around like their dog <laughs> through the store? Come, on! Come I mean, on!
6: I can understand that. To how can you understand
4: the treating the your kid thumb like a dog? Explain that one to me. Well I, I, I remember,
6: I
3: walk I by cat waiting
6: I walk massing <laughs> on a harness. But that's a
3: cat. I've been waiting on this, dude. I have been waiting on them to pass or, or come up with like a commercial or of some kind of shock collar for kids. You know, if they get like, you know, two feet away, they have like a shock collar and it makes them go into freaking convulsions on the floor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to remember dude, this that's, conversation. That's cool, when
4: cool, I'm going to remember bro. this conversation when your kid gets old enough, and I'm going to tell him about it. <laughs>
1: You probably already
5: no, has no. A You're show. gonna buy really him a shock collar to, to use that. on his kid.
0: He's like, this is good enough for a dog. Here you go. It's <laughs> about the size of what, Junior? A German Shepherd now? There <laughs> you go. Click. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me.
4: Oh. I, See, only on TFYLP do you have interesting, you know, just, yeah. just. Life changing conversations like this.
2: Oh,
6: i, what mean, I here, hear good parents.
2: parents?
4: I didn't say
6: <laughs> good parents. I said just good conversations. <laughs> I, I got to ask Brycey, is that plastics octane?
1: Yeah, it's heading towards Brett's area. You know,
6: okay, I was going to say, week. we were having a slight discussion on on my other podcast on uh, if that is is that actually in your opinion, in y'all's opinion, this is completely tangible? Is that the worst classics toy that they've done?
1: No, No. Prowl. Prowl hands down is the biggest piece of shit they ever made.
6: Galvatron.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Galvatron. Galvatron is the the biggest piece of crap.
6: Because I have defended that mold for a triple changer. Yes, some of the modes suffer in bits and pieces, but it's a triple changer. They've always suffered in one mode or the other. I actually actually don't think that
4: one is bad. I really don't. don't Galvatron is one of the worst. Prowl's not bad. I don't think any of the it's cars garbage.
3: are bad. Yeah. The How can you like
4: defend Galvatron? That thing looks like total ass. It's yeah,
1: but At least when I set it down, it doesn't like shatter the doors off. Like, I've literally never had
0: yeah, The arm falls off, that's why. I uh, know. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. No, no, no. See, no. I think the, I know worst part is the one that you press the button on the Prime and he just flails around. Now, well, yeah. now that two-pack,
4: well, they, they is that the one they call the Bendy Prime?
3: They, no, they the flailing Prime. No, no, Bendy Bendy is different. Model. That's, yeah, that's our motto. Okay, Armada. the,
4: the two-pack Prime, and, and they had the, the Prime and the Megatron, and the Megatron tank sucked. And that Prime, yeah. yes, that is probably the worst. I'll give that as the worst Prime mold. <laughs>
6: Cause see, I, but I Galvatron's worse. I, I know there's been worse toys like Arachnid.
0: You know, Galvatron, you get that. gets that. <laughs> <Okay. You're right. laughs>
6: well, I, I just wanted to know because it's... it's. I get called out on defending the toy. It's like, it's not a bad toy if you look at from the fact that it was the early engineering and it's, they're trying to do a triple changer in one of the first waves, you know?
4: Well, let me ask you this. Do you think... The design of Astrotrain, classic Astrotrain, is better.
6: Mm-hmm. No,
4: the
1: whole damn train's on the I wings. Think,
3: I, I think the entire uh, Astrotrain to me, I think was the, one of the worst ones because when I had it, I just I couldn't get behind it. I mean, the, the shuttle it's, mode, it's, didn't I, look right. I I the it yeah. like I think they were just stretching.
4: I'm know. sorry, but if you transform him, aside from the feet, he looks just like his G1 mold. Yeah. Only better. You transform him into a shuttle. He looks like his G1 mold. Only better. You transform him into a train. He looks like his G1 mold. Only better. Bring
3: it. I just yeah, don't no. think the bullet train worked. They, they could have easily turned yeah. it into like a classic locomotive instead of getting this bullet train. that has got two halves of a train shoved on the back. The you could have easily you could called your to hair instead
0: of that fedora. So, <laughs> I mean, come too fair. Too fair. come on. It could be better. Man,
2: it's
6: been almost ten years, man. Come on. Okay. Could call it could cost a hundred bucks like too. You
0: know, AstroTrain is nice.
6: In any case. Okay, thank you. I just I just I just wanted Tom, to get a difference of Yes.
4: I, I agree with you. I think that, that uh, Tankor core or uh, Octane, Tank. whichever one you want to go with, because you know, Hasbro has to I mean Hasbro has to say what they want, but um, I thought it was a good mold. Um, I thought AstroTrain was a good mold. Um, and, and I think it's, it's it may not be unanimous, but we're going to go with it. Galvatron sucked. So we're just going to go with that. So who has a bad-selling story? One that just – it either didn't go right, things came up, whatever. I've got just, one. Just a bad I've one. All one.
6: right, Don. I was selling a Lego Batman Batwing. Which, by the way, is actually a
4: really neat set.
6: It is, and I hated to let it go, but I got it for a song, and they were going for a fair amount of money at the time. So I let it go to, to buy something, and it went to a buyer in Puerto Rico, which uh, I was. they were still doing Surface at the time, and so the buyer asked us in the cheapest way possible to Surface. It never arrived. And I, I showed the proof that I had sent it, I showed the customs form, I showed everything that said it is in the mail and it is in the
0: wild. Why why did you have a customs form for Puerto Rico?
6: I was told I had to have one. Now this was this was earlier in my selling career, but I was told that I had to still fill oh, out a no, customs no, no, no. form so like
3: if you send it through like the U.S. US like, postal Office, 40, you have to. Right to
2: yeah.
6: Thing, so, or... Yeah, so it never arrived and not only did I have to refund the $75 I sold for the that sold the set for, plus the money for shipping,
2: mm-hmm. I
6: lost what I paid for the figure, and it took me two weeks to get eBay to refund my final value fees, and that's all I got back.
4: Well, I think, and we'll get to it later, but that's one of many problems with eBay. And if you'd use PayPal with PayPal, and and so on, but we'll get to that later. Um, so, do you think it's because of international, or I mean, it, obvious in this instance, it was it was an international issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another aspect we're talking about. When when you go to sell something, do you just sell local? Do You just sell, you know, in the United States. I only sell, you know, you see some people they put, I only sell in the lower 48 states, you know, or, or whatever. And then there's others that do, you know, worldwide. So, kind of curious if anyone thinks this, and this is just a little side note, but do you think, you know, of course, you lower your market, but do you think it's a good thing, given the problems that you have with tracking now, to go uh, U.S. only or international? And, of course, Bryce is going to have a different opinion on this.
1: Um, you're just lazy to fill out the customs forms.
4: Is that what it is? We're just too yes. lazy. To, have you yeah. seen those things? They're getting
1: huge. Oh, we anyway. got to do them online now up here.
3: Oh, no. you awesome. any
0: well, actually, you know what? In defense of everyone else, Bryce, i got to say the biggest annoyances online are always people that want international shipping that costs $40 for fucking free. So, before you say, you're too lazy to fill out a
5: form, tell your cheap-ass brothers <laughs> up there to put up a bunch I want my shipping to be free. What kind of jerk does that? Or when I, I say. Uh, Most wait, of my actually.
4: Wait a minute. We'll save that towards <laughs> Swage's segment, because I think he's got a little bit on that.
2: Yeah.
6: Okay. But, um, I, but, but I, I will say this. Go ahead. It's, it's, uh, it, you brought this up, and Evangelist had mentioned on Twitter a while ago about getting some of his stuff through customs and all that. You guys in Canada really need to do something about your postal system because y'all guys are getting really screwed over. And I, I, I'm being I'm being honest with you, y'all. y'all it, it's hard for y'all to buy and sell facing at your post office. And yeah. I just I've never had you know,
1: issues. Yeah. You know, it Unless just, somebody it just, sends something in an envelope, it always arrives. You're not too fast to get your. your you know, I, I'm
6: not. Try, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I'm just saying, you know, I've heard from more, like even people that I sell online to that live in Canada.
3: It's, well, I kind of, you know, I kind of have a story when it comes to that. Um, <clears throat> this was a good like three years ago or so. I was going to buy the expansion sticker sets for Metroplex from Ruffalo. right, and I. So I've bought a set and they said they shipped them and they never arrived. And then they said they shipped another set and that never arrived. So it's not their fault. And they did refund the money and, you know, nothing against rubber labels, but I have bought stuff recently from them and they have made it here just fine. It's just, I don't know what goes on with the, you know, coming from Canadian Post because most people don't know that's where rubber labels is, is up there. And it's like, Sometimes they just don't make it down here. I don't know whether it's the tracking or what's going on, but I really wish that they would start addressing this a little better. Because you got guys out there that buy stuff from repro so labels. There's really no tracking on it, and sometimes it's forty-five, fifty bucks for those stickers. And they'll just send
1: a free one if it doesn't get. It. They'll send but that's another.
3: That's he? Uh, that's what I'm saying, Bryce. Do and you want to
1: pay forty-five, fifty yeah. bucks for shipping on stickers?
3: No, nobody.
1: Wants well, to then that. shut it. <laughs>
3: Well, that, well, I wasn't, it's
1: 30, 30 bucks
3: shipped
1: for stick stickers,
3: right? Well, what I was saying is they shipped, they tried shipping them twice to me and they never made it and it wasn't their fault. It's like I said, I, I, I do not blame them. I do not blame the company. The company does a great job, but I'm just saying it's a Canadian post issue or somehow it got lost over here in the U S post because U S post isn't the greatest either. Several of us have gotten packages in the mail. That's, Looks like it's been kicked around by a you know, football player half the time. Uh, you know, the only thing I don't
2: like. US.
4: The only thing I don't like, and I've had this with UPS, the post office, and FedEx, is if you get an item that is insured for hundreds or thousands of dollars, why the hell would you leave it on the front porch? And they do. They do.
3: That's very true because it even says on the documents that they have on there that it's insured for X amount of money. It
4: it is, and even – and believe it or not, you'll love this. If you send something that's signature required and that person has signed a waiver with the post office about driver release, there's no signature required. They can drop it on your front door.
6: Well, well, uh, a couple of years ago, I'm not gonna mention names, but everybody probably remember that one of the one of the big pe- one of the well-known people in the Transformers fandom the, uh, was either I think it was UPS or no, it was, I think it was FedEx. He had bought a television, a monitor. They threw it over his fence at where he lived, and it just left it there in the grass and walked off.
0: Which That's years awesome. later is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but
6: yeah, I mean, he, apparently, where he lived was right at the fence that was around the property. So instead of them going into the property to deliver the package, he pulled up along the curb, and there's security camera footage of this. He goes up to the fence, throws. It's obviously a, a television monitor because you because it's in the shipping box. It's not in a. It's not in a master box throws it over the fence, and it goes back to his truck. This guy filed a claim with him, with the video? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he did. But I'm just saying, you know, that's also – so I'm, and we're not going to be getting mad at the USPS or anyone in general. It's just really everyone needs to look at some of their practices because not, not anyone is doing it right.
4: And if we want to go on that little side note about selling, I'll go on that. Um, If you are selling an item and let's say it's uh, a pretender uh, like this one, and you get a box. Here's a nice box. Say, oh, this is a good size box for it. And you take it and you set it in just like that. And you box it up, and you send it off just like this. <laughs> Guess what? Listen, You're a fucking
0: oh. idiot. <laughs> All
4: right? That's not the right way to do it, okay? I don't know how many times I've gotten packages, and that's, this is – here. here's – I get to the post office or the my box. I open it up, and it's like – yeah, that doesn't sound good.
5: Well, I, I guess on that tangent, I'm really sorry. Bob, what I sent to you is probably back like that. I'm I
4: Got bubble wrap, if you really <laughs> want to be nice about it, okay? Guess what? Well, plastic baggies, um, newspaper, whatever, anything. Stuff it. Make sure that it's secure. Yes, I, I can't believe... Sure when you
0: secure something, make sure you use something... That is not as hard or similar to the firmness of what you're sending. If you're sending a plastic toy loose, don't stuff a bunch of hard styrofoam super tight in there. People, I've had people try switched. that. You're right. What it'll do is actually, instead of absorbing the shock, it will actually push into the figure. Transfer. That's right. And you want to use so, something softer. Let
3: me let me enlighten you guys here a little bit. Um, sometimes you guys order stuff, and you know, some of us do get things from China, right? And China, they tend to, you know, take things out of the package, especially if it's an in-package item. And sometimes when we do receive them, they come completely sealed in a gigantic crate made of foam. Yeah, I and will say tape. one thing. Almost every package really I've gotten from China, with.
4: they love that crap.
3: Love that crap. Well, yeah. And that stuff, And to be honest, it it makes it okay. So I mean, if you it's guys also have to bits to open. boxes, you can <laughs> build a box out of foam and send it, and most people will be happy with that because at least yeah. you made in it. You know. yeah. yeah.
4: But it actually works.
3: It yes, it, it does.
4: does. It, it, you're right. I've gotten a lot of them that way, and they every single one. And I've got knockoffs, and we're talking. And you know, well, you know, the quality of knockoffs are not as good. Got them? No, you know, no, no problems with them at all. They made it just fine.
0: Yeah. The, the two keys when shipping are number one, inside the package, you want all of the space accounted for. Which basically what I'm saying is, if you shake the box, you should not hear the main component move.
4: No, and you might hear thing, everything but not. Right. If it has like
0: if you have like a bag of parts, you can hear the parts inside move, but not the whole thing clanging from side to side. And of right. course the other part would be an appropriately sized shipping box to fit wow. nice. So that if you're picking something that's ten ounces and it's, you know, four inches long, you don't want to put it in an eleven inch by eleven inch by ten inch box with one 12 by 12 piece of bubble wrap. Because even though it's bubble wrap, it's going to swing around and flop. Any kind of impact is going to dent the shit out of the box.
1: So yeah. if it's... You the know, funniest if, one
0: if I if got. Like me, I, I, I ship deluxes. The biggest box I'll send them in is 9 by 6 by 3. That way they have plenty of space on the ends, plenty of space on the sides, and no. up and down, all kinds of room. And every time it fits... First class, never have a problem. Because another thing people need to know is that when you ship priority or first class or whatever, if you ship first class, they bunch that in with first class stuff. If you okay, ship well, priority, the weight changes. So if you, if you say it's three pounds and it's only ten ounces, they're gonna lump it in with the heavy crap, and shit's gonna get dropped on it. Which is totally different than if you ship something that's five pounds full of foam packing and it's in there with five pounds of stuff. So you gotta got to remember stuff like that, too. Well,
6: now I've, got a, I've got a really good example. Uh, back a couple years ago, I, I won on eBay Vinyl uh, Tech Swindle. And it was shipped to me in a box that was the exact same size as the figure. There was no packing material and the it literally was a box that was stretched, like you know, a cardboard box. If you
0: pull on the sides, like stuff from TFCC, like that. <laughs> uh,
6: that I, I can't, I can't, I can't see that. But literally, the box was pulled so that you could tell the ends of the box were like a little, like a little V-shaped, where they where they stretched the box to fit the to fit Swindle in there mm-hmm. with no packing material one piece of tape across where the where the lid folded on the box i got it it was crushed like an accordion and there was diecast pieces broken off the grill was broken in three places the roll bar was broken in two places and and i and i, and I told them i wanted insurance on this and i paid for the insurance and they did not add it to the figure i finally said look you know either i get a new figure i get a refund or i'm not going to be using you and i'll make sure other people know this problem i finally got a new swindle that was the box was messed up but the figure was fine of course i never used them again but yeah what you were saying about the box and the padding that's why you got to make sure
4: now here you go here you go i just all i did was use the the little bit that i showed you and here it is and it's in there.
1: Yeah. There was one uh, I had buddy shipped a gift set box, it was like about that thick. And he shipped it in a box that was I don't know, a good two feet deep almost, and he threw a newspaper inside. That was so he could you could up newspaper just on top of the box.
2: Yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah. I had oh, stuff like I like, had stuff like that your stuff lying? messing
4: around there's like two pieces in there, okay. but the other thing I was gonna say is parts like here's a bag of parts and and yeah um they make those little padded envelopes, but if you're gonna use those, make sure they're' they're, they're at least i think it's a half inch half inch thick um otherwise they put it through the letter presser. And that's the only other way I could describe what it is. It's the little thing that shoots the letters through. And basically what it does is it'll take your little baggie, and then it'll do this, and then eventually it'll shoot everything. your cards out.
0: Or the other thing they'll do, which they're supposed to check that before they put them through the machine, is they'll hold it, and either you or the customer will have to pay for the postage before they send it anywhere, which... If you're a customer or a seller, it's a huge hassle because if you're a seller, you look like a dumbass because you right. don't know what the hell you're doing. And as a customer, you're like, why the hell do I have to pay when it's not even anywhere near my house or yeah. it's at the post office but they need a release? Well, now, one, here,
6: one thing is <laughs>
4: funny thing is, went real quick, on the parts, um, those little padded envelopes, I mean, it's a, you probably can sell them or send it for three or four bucks whatever. Believe it or not, a little box like this little box like this will probably cost you maybe two dollars more and you get you some just one little bag stuff it in there and there you go now your stuff you don't have to worry about it it's getting spit out or anything and you're talking about a, a buck maybe yeah. two bucks
6: because uh, I was gonna say about the padded envelopes I at TFCon I bought the uh, from, from from uh Master Shooter Collectibles I got uh Ball Gag and Hustler.
0: Uh I kept... Ball Gag and Hustler, did I hear those names right?
6: Yeah. Yes. Yes, you
0: did unfortunately. Yeah, uh there
6: they were target masters yeah. for Generations Nightbeat and uh Generations Swindle. Uh Swindle. Uh I really didn't care about keeping the uh Hustler for Starscream, so I sold it for half what I paid for the set. I didn't make anything on it, I just wanted to keep one on it. Uh, But when I sent the figure, I inadvertently did not send in 5-millimeter clip connector. I just set it off to the side, and I forgot to put it in the box. So I bought a padded envelope, told the buyer, I apologize. I will send it. No extra charge. It's my fault. I screwed up. Go to the post office. He lives in Canada. They charged me $7 for a padded envelope. That weighs less than two ounces. Because I looked at the weight on the screen because it was a padded envelope.
3: Yep, I, have sent, I, have a sent, I have sent I have
0: I have sent I have sent
3: you a bubble wrap
0: inside something, it's considered a parcel as opposed to a letter. I have sent
6: loose boxed generations deluxe to Canada for six dollars. And they charge me seven dollars for something that weighs less than three ounces.
1: The problem is it's undersized. They charge extra for that because it will. They'll have to physically take it away from the rollers. Yeah. Did that right. make it there?
6: Yeah. Did that but, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. Be careful with but with bubble mailers because it can cause some issues. So even I didn't make any money on that figure. I wasn't looking to make money on the figure. I just figured someone would want the Starscream one and not the Nightbeat one. So I actually lost about seven dollars on that transaction. Just trying to help someone get the figure.
2: But you so learn.
6: Normally,
0: yeah. You know, would you say that you had a bad experience with the ball gag, or you know, <laughs> would you go back to it? Maybe.
4: We have Nothing? no comment on on the names <laughs> that uh... <laughs> just saying, you what know, they come I up mean, with with these toys. How's that? I hope. Yeah.
0: I hope the next exclusive is called uh, blindfold and B, <laughs> That would be
4: nice. What do you think? Well, you know who to talk to about getting that recommendation with Master Yeah, Short. where
0: is Chad, anyway? Chad? I didn't see him at Taco Tuesday. Yeah, He ain't been around since my last appearance. He's been kind of laying low, which is weird.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he has some other things better to do, I'm sure. So, okay, so we've talked about Good experiences. We've talked about shipping.
0: Hey, I have a bad experience. That's what we're talking about. Can I share? We're not
4: talking about a bad
0: sexual experience. No, 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 no. (laughs) There is no such thing. What are you talking about? (laughs) No, my my bad selling experience. Other than when people on eBay have tried to scam me, um, this is actually comes It seems a little similar. Um, this actually came on the boards, and a guy bought. Uh, we'll just say a deluxe figure. Kind of a rare, not really super rare, but it's always expensive. And because he bought from me before, you know, cut him a deal. Ship it, like always. Track, like always. Blah, blah, blah. Joe's delivered. A couple days go by, he sends me a message. He says, hey man, uh, did you ever send that out? And I'm like, yep. Yep it showed up three four days ago and he's like well it's not here so i just said well you know you you might have to check with the post office um but as far as i can tell it's it's delivered um so he gets back to me a couple days later he's like yeah i talked to my carrier and he says that the carrier gave him a couple different stories and this that and the other anyway basically He's trying to say that uh, the item was stolen from his porch and that's definitely a possibility so because I you know I'm like, you know damn, that sucks like that's crap you know and I'm not even thinking about me. I'm just like, wow, man, if that really if he if it really got stolen that's like so shitty. so I'm like, you know what I said, I don't have another one of what you want like I just don't have it and I'm not paying for another one because neither one of us could help the situation. Um, And because it showed delivered in the postal services system, I could not claim the insurance on it because if it says that it's delivered and it didn't show up, they don't care. They're saying it's delivered, that's your problem. Um, So the insurance was out of the question. So I said, the only thing I have is a knockoff. That's the only thing I can do for you. It's the I'm like I literally have nothing else other than uh, he got the Henkai version of something. I had the Hasbro and a knockoff. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll send you the the knockoff for free. Um, and he all of a sudden he starts getting picky. He's like, well, how are the joints? How is the paint? Blah 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 blah. Like asking like he's spending another two hundred dollars or something. And I'm like, I mean, it's a knockoff, but I've seen a lot worse. You know, it's it's not that bad. Um, and he's like, all right, cool, you know, I'll take it. I'm like, and I'm thinking like, you're getting this shit for free. What do you mean you'll? So, take
4: so it? in your mind, you were going, damn right you'll take it. So that's what you were.
0: Pretty taking. much. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be blunt. Yeah, I'm like, I did my part the first time. I'm extending myself, uh, because it's a knockoff that's actually worth some money. <laughs> and uh. Anyway, so I send it, and the only re- he never gave me feedback. He ne- nothing. All he did was send me a message. It was like, "Wow, this KO is like the worst piece of shit I've ever owned." But thanks for trying to make it right.
2: <laughs>
0: and I gotta tell you, man, it was so hard. Where's Duran at? I can hear him mumbling something right now. I'm sure, but
4: that that's um, that's kind of like the you were great but I just want to be friends.
0: It was worse than that. It was it a was, big letdown. Yeah. No, that yeah. would have been if he was like, your dad was better. You know? yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, I okay. only, okay. only yeah. did my part, but I, you know, I went out of my way to make sure he got something as close as I could get to it with what I had. I still, I will probably never own another one of those again because... They're just, they're tough to find that I'm not spending the money on it. But, and and, you know, I'm like, I'm super into feedback because I want to know what people are going to put. I want to see how they react. And he wouldn't even take two seconds to be like, even if he would have just put, he sucks. Like he didn't even do that, you know, because then I could at least argue with him and be like, no, this is how this went down. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. So he, he gave you nothing, nothing, nothing. (laughs) And that's, that silence is the worst. <laughs> so that's yeah. my worst-selling story. I, I mean, he, I don't think he was trying to scam me or anything. I, I do sort of think, kind of think that it got stolen off his porch or whatever. But I'm still just like, man, that's really weird. Because I've shipped to him before, and he never had a problem uh, and then when he said that the carrier gave him a couple different stories, I was like, well, you know, it kind of sounds like your carrier is a little shady, but you know, whatever. That's and uh, as much as the media might blow one instance out of proportion, and also Don had a story that um, is pretty mind blowing about throwing a TV over a fence. It does happen, but it's so incredibly rare. It's for me, it's really hard to believe that it would be so common. Um, but like I said, I try to make it right, and oh, man, I kind of want to kick him in the pee-pee hole for that shit. So <laughs> that's my... That's probably... My, that, to me, that was worse than the guys that have tried to rip me off on eBay, because I was trying to make it right, even though I had no clue what the truth was, <clears throat> whereas in the other cases, I knew they were lying. I had proof, and this time it was like damn man because not only had i done business with him before but i did so much to try to help him out and right. you know i threw away a bunch of money to try that and he couldn't <clears throat> even be like oh yeah thanks like it was just yeah it's yeah. a piece of crap and i'm like you knew that ahead of time it was, it's a ko like <laughs> come on anyway so yeah
6: now you you did bring up a good thing now i don't do this myself when i sell uh Because I I live close to a post office, and I work close to a post office, and I like doing things in person. I trust – if if I have someone asking for a rate quote from overseas, I'd rather take the box there, have them weigh it, give me an exact amount so that way there's no – because I've had online scales and online postage things be so far off it's not even funny. And I like doing it in person so that way I can ask any questions I might need to make sure that my buyer gets all the information they need to pick a service. But I have a really great relationship with my local post office. Now, granted, I live out in the middle of BFE. I'm not going to explain what that means because everyone old, old enough knows what that means. And they know that I send a lot and I buy a lot. So they really help me out a lot by holding packages or leaving it with my landlord so that way it's not sitting out on the porch and such. But if you're gonna be doing a lot of shipping and you're in a say a Metrolina area where you're really not gonna stand out with with the packages you're sending, look into getting an automated scale, you know, look into the, the more automated programs so that you can print your postage from home. I don't because I, I sell so infrequently it doesn't really help me that much. But if you're selling your entire collection and you don't have a local post office, exactly, you know, so consider looking into those
0: options as well. I might should bucks. at one point. Say that again, Mike. I said fifteen bucks is one of these. I think it's, it's a postal scale, one. right? No, this is just the Dymo digital scale. It takes. Uh, I think one or two small batteries, and I can tell you that fifteen dollars you'll make that back in saving by paying for online USPS postage, in probably less than five packages. On priority stuff, you save just about a dollar at least on average. Um, For example, I just I shipped something to Kentucky today that did not fit on this. It was nine dollars. For a giant box. If I could have weighed it, it would have cost me less than seven bucks. So there's you know over ten percent of the cost of a scale in one package. So definitely look for one like Best Buy always sell. I think they have Dymo stuff, I don't know. But you don't need anything too big. If you're gonna be shipping big ass boxes though, um, the scales for those are gonna be fifty to two hundred bucks or so. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, definitely helps. Uh, even saving you know, a couple bucks here or there, it does add up. I mean, that's true. It definitely does. Uh,
6: anyone, else? anyone else? Be- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Don. No, Well, uh, as far as the shipping goes, one thing that really, really pisses me off more than anything else is if I buy something and I'm overcharged for shipping. And it's not because they bought a better box or they used nicer wrapping materials. If it's just if I'm quoted nine nine ninety five for shipping and the label comes and it was three ninety five, where's my other six dollars worth of shipping?
0: Oh so you don't like BBTS charging twenty seven dollars for USPS standard post with no tracking even though it includes tracking now from the post office on all standard boxes, I, and it probably only cost them eight bucks, which I've actually seen in person and done myself, are you saying I, that that's not right? Well,
6: for for me, I, for me, I, I picked I picked the UPS option because where I work is literally diagonally across from the UPS hub, up so I can have them hold it and me pick it up without having to play because living this far out in the county it's basically playing tag with your, with your UPS man just because of how far out I am but uh unless he leaves it on your doorstep true you know
2: but yeah, most of the time most I'm I'm, the yeah, most, yeah
4: most time it throws I'm, it over the
2: fence That's yeah,
4: right
6: but uh, <laughs> as as far as make sure that your shipping is accurate and I will if I if I like I've had in some of my auctions before. This is a heavy face. Like I've got the figure I've got going up is one of the McFarland dragons. Those suckers are heavy, and I'm going to have to charge at least ten bucks for shipping because with the packing material and the weight, if it go, you know, it it could go. If it goes to California, it'll be ten dollars shipping, you know. But you know, I have I have in the past refunded any overages of a significant amount because. Well, and that's that was my other
4: thing that I was gonna say. Yeah,
6: and then you, but, you got people, yeah but you've got people on eBay who are still charging exorbitant <laughs> shipping fees.
4: Well, and some of them try and, and make their money and, on that. And that's actually against right, their but,
6: policies. And that's but see that's that's what makes me so angry because that's why we're supposed to be paying fees on shipping money that we're not even keeping. Right. And sure. that is one of the biggest things that I have against it because we're paying final value fees on money we're not even keeping. And if we're overcharging people, yeah, we should be paying that fee if we're charging excessive shipping. But if we're if we're if we're trying to charge exact shipping, or within a dollar or two, and hell, refunding overages, I, I, I've got I've got an overage, I, a, a, a seller in seller in Australia bought some things of mine. He overpaid by twenty five dollars. So I'm gonna refund him that shipping back because it's not fair for me to keep it because I'm not doing anything that that has value of twenty five dollars.
0: Yeah, but you charge them, so you need well, the cost up front. You don't you don't well, <laughs> I, I can see that
4: many, many times I'll do that. And I've had a couple up in Australia, I've had a couple here or there and um I got the weight I go online. I say this is how much it is, and I'll go to the post office, and it'll be cheaper. And don't ask me why, but it happens.
0: Yeah, I've had that happen quite a few times.
4: And so I, I tell everyone I'm, I'm guesstimating because I didn't go to the post office and get it weighed. I'm guesstimating at 20 bucks. If there's any uh, difference uh, on your, in your favor, I'll refund it to you. If there's any difference that I have to pay, I'll just suck it up and pay it because that's my fault. And I've done that many times, but people flip, and I've had one guy do it uh, just recently. He got his package and then just started right off the bat just reaming me that it was – I charged him 20 bucks and it was $12, and that I was trying to do this, that, and the other, and I said um, I was waiting for you to get the package back to acknowledge that you got it back, so I didn't have to file a claim or anything, and – I'm going to refund you the difference. Just because I didn't do it as soon as I came back from the post office, I'd rather wait and make sure you got the package. That way I didn't have to re, you know, do two refunds if he didn't get it. I mean, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. They, is, they're is like, it? they didn't understand. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, oh no, no, dude, it's fine. I, mean, I just jumped the gun, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, that's cool, but I even told you ahead of time, if I charged you too much… I'm going to refund you the difference.
6: Yeah, um, and I've, I've even I had that. Yeah, you know, I've even I've even had that in my auctions. It's just it seems to me that that's the right thing to do, but we're still being penalized for it because we're still paying
1: fees on money that well, we're not even keeping.
4: You don't pay a fee on your shipping cost.
1: Yeah, you do now. Thanks you to uh, now because all these people that hundred dollar auctions with two hundred dollar shipping.
4: Yes, yeah, he well. We're gonna find that out. Um, Mike's supposed to go over that. I, I'll be honest with you. Except except for two cell phones that I sold last year, that's it. That's all the the only thing that I use eBay for is to get rid of cell phones. And and it's just because I'll buy a new cell phone and then people overseas
6: pay more money for them.
2: Yeah,
6: it's just see that that's just what and Bryce can. I'm sure he can understand that. I mean, you know. The the fee value on the money that he sent me was like seventy five, eighty five cent. And it's like that's money I'm not even keeping and yet I've lost another dollar on the whole transaction just on the fees on the shipping values. Right. Yeah, yet yeah, yet yeah, I'm being as accurate as possible and I'm returning the balance. Right. And it doesn't come off their end.
4: What what fees they assessed. Mm-hmm. Like if you did a refund If you did a full refund, um, it's going to show that they pulled X amount from you, and then PayPal gave back so much if you did the refund. But if you're doing a partial refund based upon shipping, PayPal's not going to give you any money. It's all going to come out of your end. So you're right because now you're getting uh, charged for shipping. You're getting taxed on it, however you want to say it, fees.
0: Huh? Any refund given through PayPal, they calculate the fees that they have to contribute. They yeah. do you take it back also? Yeah. yeah I, I think we, I think they're legally obliged to, actually. Yeah. Okay.
6: I, I, I did a refund last week of $12, and it was eleven thirty-five was the refund, and then $0.65 cent was credited back to my account in fees. All right. Yeah. You want to
0: come up? Yeah, that's all it should be. And like I said, I think they're forced to do that anyway. But, it, you know, of course, I'm sure something – can slip through the cracks at some point, but that's generally what should happen. If you refund someone a hundred dollars, it's gonna be their fees, which is two point nine percent plus thirty cents. They'll keep the thirty cents, but whatever the difference works out to you with the percentage will actually cut. So if you refund a hundred, you're actually only giving back you know ninety-six something as opposed to the full hundred their customer is receiving a hundred, you're not giving a hundred in total though. Right. If that makes sense. (laughs) Right.
4: Okay. Anyone else have anything, tips on selling? Tips? Well, tips, um, we did, we did the shipping, we talked about packaging.
3: Um, Before we go into
4: the legal aspect, what else do you have?
0: what I wanted to say about the shipping though is that, um, you know, I made the joke that, you know, you don't know anybody's shit. Um, but that is kind of true though. Um, now if you're overcharging something ridiculous, you know, obviously you should do the right thing and hook them hook up your customer. Um, but if it's off by like $2 or even like five bucks, um, something buyers have to remember though is that they entered a purchase agreement for a total price and especially for like international and stuff like that like people really have to put in extra time and a little bit extra effort and all that stuff so you know try to be you know a little lenient with people Um, again if it's something ridiculous like you could have bought like five more toys with the money That's crazy. But if you're working on an estimate, but you agree to a price, if you're the kind of person that wants to pay exact shipping, just don't offer to pay for anything until you have an exact quote. Like, that's really the only thing you can do as far as protecting yourself. And that way you don't have to worry about refunds and this coming back and the seller doing this. You know, just have a comfortable number in your own head. Well. you know, and I, I would thing, also I,
4: add to that: know who your your seller is, or get right. a feel for your seller at least.
0: Yeah, because me personally, if I'm buying from someone that I know is gonna, you know, they're gonna take care of their side well. If they say it's ten bucks shipping and it's actually only eight, I'm not gonna crap my pants about that, you know. Um, and I try to explain it to some people: if I estimated at ten dollars, and they see that it was only Eight fifty, 50 you know, I mean, I have two responses. Number one is, you know, it was just an estimate. Number two is boxes and bubble wrap are not fucking free. So if you don't want boxes or bubble wrap, you They're are more me. than welcome. You know, I will happily stick a shipping tag on your fucking toy and throw that motherfucker in the mailbox. <laughs> um, but that's just, you know, that's the side that I don't really... I don't actually do that, but it's always in my head um, because just because me personally I, I would rather pay someone two extra dollars or five extra dollars to take care of the shit they're sending me.
4: Yeah but that's see important. you you are also the guy who sitting behind the wheel late for work and all the nuns cross across you in the crosswalk and you can't go and you have the green light, you're the guy that not only goes through his head about running over them, you come real close to doing it. See that's you though. That's not. No, a,
0: I would. No, I would be thinking about banging them.
4: So, see what I mean? I mean,
0: totally the wrong way. I would be like. Okay? I would be like, you know what? Just, I'm already late for work. I might as well make this fucking worth my while. See what I mean? I mean
5: <laughs> boy, boy. Just, how does this conversation uh, go in that direction? It, it, just, just, you? No, it, it it's just it's just
0: like just like Cybertron. Just, just keep it classy, man. Just keep it classy. Oh, I would. I I mean, just a tip. Just a tip. You're talking to a guy wearing a shirt that says "Teabag" on it. Where, where are you getting classy from?
4: I, the only thing I was gonna say "Are you at least, at least buy him lunch?"
6: Well, no, oh, no, I, no. Absolutely. I was, no, I was comparing you to Cybertron.
0: You call me a planet? No. You bald, <laughs> son
6: <of> a bitch?
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, the other Cybertron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never
6: mind. Man, All, All right, right. so All I right. think what we should do at this point.
4: Believe it or not, is turn it over to Swage, and let's hear yeah. some legal jargon. Let's find out. Tell me why eBay is good or bad, and tell me why PayPal is good or bad.
0: Okay, uh, I could do this for hours and hours and hours. But yeah, but we don't want that. Let's so. go. Okay, let's go with. Uh, first off, my personal theory is that eBay hates us. At us by I, by that, I mean the guys that you know we want to throw something on eBay or we might have a um, hundred things for sale. We might have a hundred toys we want to get rid of. eBay does not give two black charred turds about us. They want toys or us, they want Walmart, they want all these other guys. So between them and PayPal, which has now split again, uh they are kind of shifting their attitudes and PayPal especially has induced some new policies which enacted in November. And oddly enough, I don't understand. No one seems to really know what the hell is going on with this. I got an email and it probably looks like just any any other kind of spam. Uh but at the time I was selling really heavy on eBay, uh supporting myself. I had actually just started working again. Um I was trying to live the toy dream. I'm not going to lie. I was selling my ass off on eBay. And I can tell you there is a fortune to be made. What you cannot sell for $50 on the boards, you can get 150 bucks for on eBay generally. Um, but it does come with a price. And that's the problem now is that, uh, number one, the biggest change to PayPal that anyone selling anything on eBay or anywhere else needs to know is the policy was formerly 45 days for buyer protection which meant you bought something you had 45 days from the day you sent that money to tell paypal you had a problem of some sort now it's 180 days which is approximately six months now this works in two ways in the sense that it's advantageous and obviously horrible for small guys. And the very minor way that it's advantageous for people is that um, eBay has shown a huge shift in focus and priority in getting overseas sellers involved in eBay sales. Uh, so, what that means is more international shipping, uh, stuff from China, you know, big markets like that that want to mass produce and ship over here. So what that allows them is um, on the old policy, they had 45 days to get you your product and all that, which is, you know, not bad, but it's kind of cutting it close with the way customs work and, you know, overseas shipping. So the the advantage for those guys is that they now have six months um, because that window now is opened to 180 days, basically. Now, it shouldn't take six months to get there, but you know as a buyer you have 6 months to make that claim so you have to keep that in mind and obviously for small guys what that means is this used springer you sold for whatever the hell you sold it for the the guy that bought this 6 months later can be like oops it didn't come as as described after 6 months or 179 days so with that said that does not mean that PayPal is automatically going to take your money away and you're gonna lose every case against you that's not what that means what it means is anything covered under PayPal policy which is mint and sealed box items used items whatever any any person that makes a purchase and they pay for it as a, as a goods payment has six months to make a complaint. After six months, they if they say anything, PayPal doesn't care. Before that though, 179 days, you know, say say this is out and the guy pays 15 bucks shit. Six months later, the same guy is like, oh, they came out with a new one with better paint and it's only $10. Uh, looks like this one has a bad knee joint, you know. Maybe I should uh I don't know, maybe I want one for free. I want a new one. And you're on the hook for that. So, that's crap PayPal policy number one change. Um, which, I honestly, is the biggest one. Um, and I think, Brett, you can probably toss in this. How does that affect you, at least in terms of how comfortable do you feel accepting a purchase payment now on a used item or a new item? It's
4: – well, of course you don't because I don't – the other thing is, is and I'm sure you're going to get to this, if if someone files a claim, don't they automatically seize that amount from your account? Yes. that amount is automatically – And that's telling. even before they even decide you have a claim. Just by opening the claim, <clears throat> you've now got that money seized, which means I can't do anything with it. I might right. still have it, but I can't use it. So no, I'm not happy about that, um, and it's it's not as bad for me. Um,
0: but as the average Joe that you know.
4: No, but I'm I'm talking about for the the type of products that I sell. But like like for third-party items, oh my God, I couldn't see it because let's say you you bought. Um, you Quantron. bought the Sharkies. You bought well, the Sharkies. You, okay, wait a minute. Quantron. Two months later, two name, months later, Quantron. better ones wait, come out. Well, Quantron, whatever his name is, the, the other Computron. And then uh, you bought it. You're happy with it. Man, this thing's best thing in the world. And then they come out with this one. And you're like, ooh, I like that. I like that one better than this one. Well, I'd have to go around and sell this one to get that. No, I don't. It's been five months. I can go ahead and return it. Then they basically say, I don't want it. It was not I – don't, I don't even know. You can answer this. Do they have to have a valid reason or they can just say they don't want it?
0: Yes. They do have to have a valid reason. Massey, no. On... Massey's not a valid yeah. reason. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Massey should actually be like a phone. <laughs> yeah, what's the reason for your claim? Massey. <laughs>
5: And then Um, you just automatically win, right? Exactly. Pretty much. The Um, Massey clause. Massey's
6: like Exodia, instant win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now here's where the difference comes in. PayPal does have a separate policy uh, from eBay. eBay's policy is still 45 days. However, that is trumped by PayPal. So I hope I'm not opening... Pandora's box here, but basically I called and asked about this because I went from being a top-rated seller on eBay uh, Basically selling at least five to ten items just about a week every week. I sold that Um, I have not listed since October of last year. I will not ever ever sell again on eBay um, And this is partly why so basically because on eBay you're required to use PayPal eBay has a 45-day policy on everything, anything and everything. It doesn't matter what you sell other than a few very, very small amount of things. PayPal, however, offers 180 days. So if you're on eBay and you have a claim, if you don't, if, if your buyer skips eBay <laughs> and waits 46 days to make a claim against your eBay sale, Paypal trumps that policy. So, they they don't nothing, have to do anything. They they do not even, they're not even required to start a claim on eBay even though that's where they made the purchase. Where it used to be, if you made a sale on eBay, if someone had a problem, they had to go through eBay first. Right. That's That no longer is a, is a thing because they're separate companies. Paypal doesn't care. If they wait 46 days or whatever, it it doesn't matter. That 45-day means nothing. The only time that means anything is if they file their claim with eBay first. So if your buyer is saying, oh, it's missing a part and it's been 10 days, if they lose that case or win that case, they will be rewarded through eBay itself. They can no longer file again through PayPal and be rewarded again. If they lose on eBay and it's ruled against them, they can still go through PayPal and open a new case. So that's twice you could be stuck, you know, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So basically, what that means is, if you sell on eBay, uh, a buyer can wait as long as they want and use PayPal against you. Um, and I think part of the reason for that is, you know, like I said, eBay is shifting towards mass production and getting overseas sellers and giving them whatever they can. Um, because they know most guys in China that are selling you something for 20 bucks, their profit is like, even after fees is like 15 to $18. So if you just make up a bullshit claim, that guy in China is like, ah, who cares? I got 5 million more. Or in whatever you know that's not like a country thing it's just whatever a mass producer Um, but the problem is that now every every everything everything they do is basically what you have to consider when you sell now with PayPal is you're acting the same way as Amazon Walmart Target anyone like that you are basically Forced to operate in a manner that you you can't get to. So, for example, brand new. Uh, what the hell are these? Creons. Sealed. Now, to us, it could be a collector's item, sealed in box. And you can type whatever the hell you want into that transaction. You can say, mint and sealed box. Uh, no refunds if condition is changed. Uh, blah, 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 which is all pretty typical for collectors. You know, if I sell you something sealed, if you open it, I don't care what your problem is. I have nothing to do with the production of that figure. However, PayPal and eBay now, they don't fucking care. If you sell anything, it better be fucking brand spanking new. It better be perfect, and you better take care of the customer. So if you buy that, uh, well, what did you have out earlier, down that you were showing off? Uh, the man, Utopia. War? Oh, yeah, Utopia. Yeah, uh, Utopia. Okay, if you sold that to me in a sealed box, if after five months I finally open it and I find that there's parts missing, even though that's a manufacturer error, you're still liable. You still have to answer to that because you sold it, it's your product, it's your responsibility. And that's basically what I'm getting at with the new PayPal thing. And especially the eBay policies are really swinging towards basically, if you don't have a a store and a a ton of inventory, we could give two shits about you. And if someone has a problem, we care about their money as opposed to yours.
6: It doesn't matter. We're the ones who help them get on the board, the small time individual sellers. And now that they're big and technically the only game in town, then the small people well,
2: that got
4: them actually actually that's not correct because if I remember correctly, I thought a few years ago eBay was sold. I thought someone came in and bought it. So I thought eBay, the people that own it now, are separate now. No, eBay. They're separate, but right, but yeah. eBay. I thought the people that ran eBay sold it, and when eBay first started, yes, it was the small people that got it to where it's at. But now eBay is owned by another. Company or whatever,
0: and they're looking towards corporate. Yeah, um, probably. And, I mean, that's the way they're acting, regardless of who owns them. They, yeah. You know, well, I understand. This,
6: yeah. But and here's something else that I, I there is not the the closest alternative that we've had to eBay was Crave. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, I remember the Crave we website. Were, we were actually. One of the first sponsors for that. Okay, uh, I really enjoyed selling through Crave. It, it was a, it was a, it was a lot safer. It was a the way they did things protected the buyer and the seller equally. And uh, but there's not been a good alternative. I mean, I like eBay as far as selling from time to time, looking for things I can't find elsewhere. I mean, it's it's a very fun site to browse because you always find something. You didn't know existed. But for them to not see these issues for years and then just like, well, we don't care about you. You know, yeah, you're paying, you're giving us money, but we don't care. But they're the only game in town. I mean, there's other places, forums, message boards, Facebook, Twitter, but nothing has the coverage of eBay. Right, and and until we get an actual, platform. yeah, right. and, and until we, a,
2: get,
6: yeah, well, it just we until we get an actual counterpart to eBay that makes them address these changes to be more viable to be to stay competitive, we're not going to see any changes. And if they are, it'll be very minor. Right,
4: but here here's the thing, that's what Crave was, and that's why we sponsored it. And I, I thought it was great, great, oh, I love and it. and we helped I with that. It. We did everything we could and it it just didn't work so the problem is is that you're going to need something with a lot of capital to get started to get off running to even come close to competing Mm -hmm. with ebay i'm not even saying come close to them i'm saying come close to even competing Mm -hmm. ebay is that big
0: the the thing is though there is something bigger than ebay and that's called Facebook.
4: It, it is, but it's not organized
0: for selling. But that doesn't organized matter. organized for there's, social. There is so much money everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. And what I'm getting to is if you want an alternative, square. And I've told people about this on the boards, and they've acted like I was making shit up, and I was just like, you know saying, oh, yeah, it's just a magic thing you do, and blah, blah, blah. Square is worldwide, backed majorly, did hundreds of millions in revenue, and is cheaper than PayPal, and is less uh, crazy, basically. Uh, Square's fees are 2.75%. Flat. That's just it. If you swipe a card or send an invoice, yes, send an invoice, just like you would with PayPal, it's only 2.75%. Whereas PayPal is 2.9 plus 30 cents. The way Square works is when you send that invoice, the customer fills out the form. It's all handled by Square. The seller gets no information at all. The only information they're going to get is that the person paid and the money will be in their bank account, not a separate PayPal account. Right. It's going to go to your bank account that you signed up with, cash in hand. After, I think the longest it's ever taken me to get any money is two days, not even 36 hours, just about. Unless, of course, you know, there's limits that they have and everything. Um, so you have people need to look into that I mean it's it's an alternative to PayPal which really is the core of what I'm getting at right now they're the ones inflicting there it is yep I mean they're just you know and, and I'm not I'm not saying PayPal is like the devil or worse than the devil it's just that they're uh, for you to, to for you to be legit in your sales you know, they, they just make it almost impossible because I don't really know too many people that say they have to sell the collection and it's worth $2,000. And they don't have that money, they need it for an emergency, whatever. And say they sell it all to one person for two grand. You know, you never know, you never wanna assume the worst, but five months later, are you gonna have $2,000 in your bank account to cover that for a fraudulent claim? Because regardless of if it's true or not, and even if you win the case, in the meantime of that being decided, how are you going to come up with that money as a small seller, as just the, as just another guy? And that's personally, that's my main issue. Is you know, if I sell however much money next week, if three, four, five months down the line, even after they've contacted me and seen uh, and said, oh, it's everything's perfect, everything's great you never ever ever know ever I mean I've had people on eBay do that they my feedback they would say this is the greatest seller I've ever dealt with I love this guy blah 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 and when when the policy was 30 days on the 29th day they would say they never received it you know I would win the case but in the meantime of them sorting everything out and getting all the information I was still stuck out all my money in my PayPal account, um, so you really, you know, you need to watch out for that. And also, as a buyer, you're gonna start noticing people because I know every time I tell someone about this, they're like, "Holy shit, are you serious? Six months? What the hell are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like watch your ass." Uh, so if you start noticing a lot online, you're gonna notice people saying, and I've even seen it on Facebook, uh, "Gift payments only." Now, as a buyer, you have every right to not want to pay as a gift. But as a buyer, you also need to realize that a seller can only do what he can do. Now, in, especially on Facebook and places where feedback is normally not organized greatly or, you know, nice uh, as opposed to... Personally, I like TFW's format because it's all public. You cannot hide your feedback. You cannot, um, can't alter it.
2: it. Can't do anything.
0: You can't can't alter your own shit, you know, and you can't do that on eBay either. It's all public. It's all visible. Although on eBay, certain Mm -hmm. things can be hidden. Um, but TFW, you know, if you're going to sell and you're going to say you only accept gift payments, you better have high visibility. Um, I just kind of started getting into selling on Facebook uh, due to some craziness going on. And it was kind of like a last resort. And I can tell you it's been amazing for me. Uh, I'm very thankful for it. And at first I was really, really hesitant, especially because it's Facebook. And the last time two like two years ago, I tried to sell stuff on Facebook just for the hell of it. And people were so stupid. I could not understand it. Um, but I came back now. A lot more people are educated, but they're still very wary to buy things and they can't pay as a purchase. So basically, if you're gonna say I only accept gift payments, which as a seller you have every right to do, but a buyer has every right to tell you to fuck off as well. So keep that in mind as well. Be fair, you know. Um, you better have high visibility, you know, for for guys like us that are on a podcast. Um, most of us have been doing something with transformers for so long that you know we have high visibility we have twitter or instagram or a tfw feedback thread um we have all kinds of references we have people that know who we are what we do how to get a hold of us um so if you're going to say i only accept a gift payment you better be prepared to back your shit up um don't just be like, I only accept gift and I have like three feedback in this group, you know, get the fuck out of here with that shit. All right. You know, you better be like, you know, I have 300 transactions on TFW on a top rated seller or something like that. You know, be, be reasonable with what you're doing. Know that if you're just another guy, you can't, you can't, you can't blackball someone into giving you a gift payment. Um, And if it comes down to it and you don't want to take a gift payment on PayPal, the safest thing to do is a postal money order because postal money order is traced. They can get tracking when they send it to you. They'll know exactly when you cashed it. And not only that, but in the notes section, they can write down what they're purchasing and the address they want it sent to. So if you don't come up with it and a tracking number and everything, that's a legit claim right there in their hand and I can tell you a postal inspector has the highest authority on any crime scene. So if a postal inspector gets involved for like some mail fraud type shit, I mean, you, you don't even want to know the kind of bullshit you're in for (laughs) because if they got to call those guys in, you're screwed. Uh, but mail fraud, obviously they're going to look into any kind of claim like that. Um, most people don't understand that or know that, but basically, a postal money order. If you in if you enter the information correctly, you're good. All you have to do is prove that it made it and prove that it was cashed. And if the seller doesn't come up on their shit, you can get that taken care of. It's not like you just sent them a blank check. Uh, so keep that in mind. Because uh, uh, good.
6: No, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say because that's that's nice because. Not everybody wants to use online banking and even before online banking got to be or payments as big as it is now at eBay you could take a personal check or you could take a money order. And mm-hmm. when all that started getting popular, you couldn't do it anymore. And the only thing I the only option I had there for the longest time as an alternative to using PayPal was a cashier's check from your bank. Because, you know, it doesn't require the delay time to clear like a regular check does. And I think the last time I tried to put that, the system flagged me as, like, you can't take a check. And it's, like, it's a cashier's check, not a personal check. And I think I called their customer service number, and I got the same reply. It's, like, so you have
2: who's, to use…
6: Who's customer service like? Uh, eBay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, and I explain it's like, well, sir, it's it's a or man, whoever it was, it's a cashier's check from their bank. The money has already been covered the check, so it says no. You have to go through PayPal. You have to go through Pay. And so that's just them wanting all. Again, this is when they were together, probably. You know, they wanted all the money going through them. You couldn't do anything as alternative source.
0: Yeah, and honestly, as a matter of fact. You, I still don't think you can. Everything everything goes through PayPal one way. Right. On
6: the other. If
4: you if you put in your listing MO, money order, check, it'll get flagged.
6: Yeah. And I'm like more than turn. willing to wait I'm more than willing to wait. If if they want to pay my check and not pay online or want to send a cashier's check or a money order, I don't mind waiting. If that's what I mean I mean it's, it's still a sale. But you can't even offer it as an
0: option anymore, right? No. Yeah, they um, they definitely they cornered everybody, and now it's just uh, it's crazy. So, like I said, you Square, look it up. It's it's cheaper, uh, it's more reasonable, and you do get pirate protection. I wanted to mention that you get forty five days through Square. And you're also backed by your credit card company because all they accept is credit card payments.
4: It's a credit card transaction,
0: so, right. So you don't have to use your bank account. You know, if you have a bad transaction, it's not coming straight cash out of your bank, you know. Um, so And if you don't have a credit card, yeah, that sucks. But it's better than losing shit right out of your bank account. Because like I said, you know, that guy five months down the road from buying $2,000 of stuff off you, even if he makes a bogus claim, if he wins it, Where's that two grand coming from? That's coming right well, out of your bank.
4: Let's just uh, say that you're totally righteous. Let's, totally, let's say you're totally righteous in everything that you do. Five and a half months later, this guy files a claim, and let's say they don't shuffle their feet, which I'm sure they're going to, and they hold your money up for 30 days. That's still an aggravation. Even if you're found to be completely righteous and they, they don't take your money, yep. it's on hold for however long it is for them to decide you're, you're yeah. good.
0: And, that's, so, and actually, I do want to emphasize that. Just because they can open a case does not mean you, you're you gonna lose the case automatically.
4: No, but One you cannot years. use that
2: money.
0: Right, so if that person has you in the, in the hole for two grand and you didn't have any money in your PayPal, the way that works is if you deposit the money that they're holding, so if you owe 2,000 if you put two thousand in your PayPal, you're even. Then you're even, and they're they're gonna hang on to that cash though. Don't. And what that, happens
4: if you don't have the
0: money in your account? Basically, what I, see, I'm in a weird boat because I've never lost a PayPal case. I'm the only person I know that has won every case against them, which hasn't been very many. But I've won. Uh, I've even won the ever elusive. Uh, sad case which is not as described basically which is the hardest one to prove you're in the right of um, but of course because I a stickler for details I got lucky and I stuck that one out um, well actually I didn't get lucky I just I did what I was supposed to do <laughs> um, the guy tried to say I didn't include something that I showed pictures of it not being included and I mentioned four times four. In my listing that it was not included in the purchase um, so yeah nice big fuck you douchebag uh, on that one for holding up my hundreds of dollars because you can't fucking read um, but basically what will happen in the, in the in the event of a lost case is it's all everything is on hold up front a buyer opens a case your shit is on hold immediately so if it's a hundred dollars sale you know, that money is not taking from anywhere. It's not taken out of your bank, none of that. But if you have $100 in your PayPal, that's frozen. Consider that gone. If you win your case, uh, which takes X amount of days and changes, depending on how the information comes in, it's all put right back. Not, you know, in 10 seconds, but when they make their decision, it comes back within, I think, 48 hours. If you lose, though, you um, I think they give you some sort of time frame but it's coming out of somewhere Uh, which is why they always want people to have a linked bank account because if you lose that case for $100 and you have no money in your PayPal that's coming out of your bank and that's part of your user agreement that you sign up for and you agree to you know basically when you make your account and you link your bank account that's in the fine print So you do have to be prepared for that. If you're going to sell a ton of shit, you better be prepared to have a lot of money in the bank just in case for quite a while. Um, So Yeah, it's crazy. That's why I know a lot of people, they uh, they'll use PayPal, but they'll use a credit card. Uh, They'll ask for the extra fees. Generally, they're pretty cool about it. They'll let you know ahead of time. Um, But when I sell, I always try to say, you know, if it's coming out of your PayPal account, the fees are this much. If you have to pay by credit card or whatever, you know, you try to get all that out of the way first. Uh, but generally, the you know, the buyer will let you know because they're used to getting a hassle. Because a seller that has to pay extra fees, you know, the first thing they're going to do is be like, "Hey man, you know, I was supposed to get a hundred dollars out of this, and I only got like ninety six. What the hell?" Um, and then they have to explain to that guy, so they just end up making a habit out of saying. Oh, yeah, I don't have a bank account link, so I use credit cards, so there's more fees. (laughs)
2: So
4: are there any other uh, nuances or anything new that they've enacted,
0: policies? Uh, I did notice today that they finally updated their website um, because after they sent the email for the 180-day update, the website was not current, and the website still said 45 days. So that's a, that's a positive thing on the PayPal side. Um, things to watch out for, though, is eBay. Uh, like I was mentioning, is shifting towards basically burying anyone that isn't on the level of a gigantic manufacturer. Um, what what they're kind of doing is what the hell was I talking about? I totally got lost. <laughs> Uh,
4: uh, ebay, and they're trying to get rid of the little guy.
0: Yeah, they're just they're shifting really weird. And, and uh, one thing that's brewing that um, I'm not sure if they've actually enacted because I haven't been on eBay uh, just because of PayPal alone. Um, but I was hearing rumblings that they were going to enact a new policy where every person that sold was responsible for returns. So, the last time I listed on eBay, I could list anything I wanted, and my terms were my terms. I could say, I didn't want to offer returns. Um, Now, personally, if someone said, hey, uh, you forgot to put something in the box, or, I don't know, maybe it's a figure I didn't look over very well, and it was, like, dusty or something, you know, I would work with that person. Uh, but according to my policy on eBay, I did not offer full returns. So if you got it and you didn't like it, tough shit. Um, but I, I I don't know if they've switched to it yet or not, but they were really forcing it or pushing it, I should say, if you wanted discounts. So like I was top rated and I had a store uh, just so that I could get like an extra 1% off. I was a top-rated seller. They offered me another two to three percent off, but I had to offer one hundred percent buyer satisfaction return. And what that means is, for that for two percent, two two percent, I had to offer one hundred percent satisfaction, which meant a buyer could buy something off me on Saturday night. Yeah, drunken
2: state.
0: Sunday morning could return it. And I would be responsible for all that money or an even worse scenario. I could ship it Monday. They could file a claim on Monday and I would have to pay return shipping to myself for something that never made it to that buyer. And that was just for a 2% discount. So if you sold a hundred dollars worth of shit, that's two bucks I would have got to offer all that protection for someone that could have just been like, Oh, I got, I bought the wrong thing or, Oh wow, I don't know if I should have bought that or oh man, my wife is gonna kill me. Um so that's buyer's know, remorse. That yeah, buyer's remorse is a bad thing. And funny enough, buyers remorse is not covered by PayPal. <laughs> no, but lying is. But it is on eBay. Buyer's remorse is ninety-nine percent covered on eBay. Um so what you want to do there is not sell that on eBay. <laughs> Um getting into the tips part, I will just want to get into this because I feel like I've been talking for six months. Um, if you guys have questions, let me know. I'm not seeing anything popping up on Facebook because everybody sucks on Facebook tonight. Yeah I'm not uh, seeing anything. Yeah, um, anyway, uh, some tips if you're gonna sell and you have to use PayPal or you want to use PayPal, um, Number one, I always offer a choice. If a person is comfortable paying me as friends and family obviously that's the better choice if you do that make sure they send you the payment blank they put in the money they type nothing else nothing nothing at all because if they don't feel comfortable to leave the text empty in that transaction they should not be paying as a gift if they're gonna run it as a transaction all you have to do is be honest if you're selling an open, um, let's say perfect effect warden, 100% complete inbox, all you have to do, is, and what I've been telling people is to copy and paste what I type, and what that does is it gives them, and it gives them the opportunity to see what I'm going to write, and if they think something is wrong, they can ask me about it first, so that way. You know what's going in there, they know what's going in there, and if there's a problem, everybody works it out beforehand. So what you want to put is, okay, so I have an open warden, whatever. What you want to put is, for purchase of used perfect effect warden figure will be uh, complete with all original accessories and packaging. That's all you have to put. Nothing complicated. And what that does is You know, because it's used, it falls under a little bit less crazy guidelines, but it also covers your buyer, but it also covers you. So that if they get it, and they're super nitpicky, and they want to complain about something they didn't ask you about, or that literally has nothing to do with anything, like if they say, uh, there was a crease in the instruction booklet. Something ridiculous like that, you you know, you're going to be protected because it's a used item and therefore it's automatically assumed that things are not in perfect condition. So that helps you. But basically, if, if you don't ship the item, they're covered or if totally screwed up. The buyer is covered as well. For new stuff, though, you still have to be careful because it falls under if they open it up. And it sucks. You know, like people with masterpieces, they get a masterpiece with shitty paint. Um, hopefully, you've got some feedback on them and they're not going to screw you. Because <laughs> you're still kind of on the line on that. So, has anybody run into anything like that where they sold something new and a, a manufacturer error popped in and the buyer was like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I've been lucky. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it once yet.
5: No. Ah, uh, no. I've no, I've never done it personally because I don't personally sell stuff. But I know of a few people in Australia who's had that problem before, where they okay. they they do a deal thing where they tell people, oh, we're gonna buy a big bunch of this, so one toy, from BBTS, yeah, and then um, they will wait for the stock to come in. And, but everybody's paid beforehand, so that that oh. person's not you know paying out of money. And I right. think. There's been times where it just turns up and it's either missing an item or something's broken, and you know, and it's complaints and then it becomes a whole forum issue that we hear about for the next three or four weeks. Which is just ridiculous the amount of complaints <laughs> that and that turns was- up, to tell the truth. Yeah. The stuff yeah. that, what
0: you're talking about is from a retailer
5: though. Yeah, it's it's stuff that's come from the retailer and then but okay. you see that's the thing though, I'm I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. Most... I, I'm I'm more getting into like a, a just a regular guy. Like if you went on whatever message board and said some guys like, hey, I have a brand new uh, masterpiece Skywarp mint and sealed box. You know, sealed item, and you get it. You open the sealed box, and he's like missing a leg. You know, it's you know it sucks for everybody because. as a a seller, you had no idea it was like that because it was seals and you're still on the hook for that. Even though you're selling a product you didn't manufacture, you're still on the hook for that. So,
6: yeah. Well, most of my stuff that I'm selling is literally out of my, out of of my personal collection. And I just try to be as accurate as possible. You know, if there's, you know, like, uh, like a, uh, DC Universe Classics. You know, if you got a leg that doesn't quite close all the way because of that crotch system they used, or if there's a joint that doesn't bend all the way because of whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm getting to the point where if I if I'm not exactly perfect with everything that I'm selling, completely down to like there's a piece of dust on the back foot or whatever the case may be, <laughs> uh, I will get called i'm I'm gonna get called on it and it's like i'm not trying i'm not trying to hoodoo anybody but i can't i can't look at this zybot and tell you with any certainty that there's not a flaw
0: somewhere in here that i can't see right and i'm going to tell you this i think brett will agree the the buyers that ask the most questions are the biggest dickheads you've ever met in your life, and they will fuck anybody for a buck. They will ask you for 300 pictures. They will ask you about every ratchet. They will want to know the exact weight. They will want to know what he looks like in sunlight. They will want to know what he looks like when the temperature is 37 degrees Celsius. Um, No matter what you do, I can tell you they will never be happy, and they will always be a problem for
4: you. Here is... Straight, dang it! Straight out of the uh, box, I just got this out. I think it was a week or so ago, and it's just been sitting on my desk. And looks good. Looks good. Looks good. And Mike, you know who I'm talking about. He would find something wrong with this, and then I, I would have to, you know, deal with that. Right. Well, you know, it looked good to me. I don't see any scratches. And he'll go, well, there's this little little scratch here where it was a paint defect, and you didn't mention it.
0: You know. Yeah. How did yeah. you describe it? How, how would you describe it? This is a big thing. And actually, the more I get into Facebook groups, uh, I always see this topic come up. Avoid using industry standard descriptions. Right. Do not ever use words like mint. Ever. Well, the other one that Even I love. Everyone is- has a different description of that. Right. Perfect. Even the industry standard is mint, is that de- is defined specifically. Just say it's in good shape. It's in great shape. And if you need to explain something like um, my Ultra Magnus, he's 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 mint by definition before I actually cut the tape inside that box. Though he's not mint. He has sprue marks all over him. Um, you know, where it's supposed to be blue, it's all white mixed up. It's just how it is. It's it's a mass-produced toy. C T case fresh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can. Do
4: I will so say easy. one thing: um, mint, mint in box, whatever. Um, yeah, I got away from that. Um, I I used to say, you know, it's it's perfect or whatever. I got away from all that, and what I would say is. Um, opened it and like for this one um, like a bunch of them I didn't transform them they came in robot mode and I would tell them I opened it and put it in my display case and I don't I don't have any loose joints that's it that's how I would describe it because I, I'm i not saying that it's perfect I used to I'm saying man if it just came out of the box this thing is mint And and not everyone thinks that Some people don't think it's mint even if it's sealed.
0: Yeah, personally, I don't. What I think is funny is that industry standard is such a weird thing, but like I said, that Ultra Magnus, in the box, it's trashed compared to versus the definition of mint. It's not even close. They're not even close. But you can open some stuff, and it's the best thing you've ever seen. It's like the one that they produced – That not fucked up (laughs) so it's kind of a weird spot just make sure and you know describing it as mint is just a bad bad idea for so many reasons are like out to screw sellers it's not that it's just that it only takes one to just totally screw you over in so many ways because everything snowballs you know somebody locks up 200 bucks in your account or a thousand or whatever amount you can think of um, even even if it's resolved in your favor you still have to deal with it for such a long time and it's so stressful um, I know the first time I had a, a, a case on eBay I mean it was like and I was so pissed off because I had my uh, you know I had my mail receipt I had pictures of the item pictures of the item being packaged pictures of the final package labeled pictures of the package at the post office accepted at the counter and the guy was still trying to say I never shipped it I still had to wait almost 10 days to get all my money back on that like 60 $70 sale even with all that and so you know imagine if you sold something you know say you sold your Hercules for $400 even though even though you know you're gonna win or you know 400 bucks in the collecting world can get you somewhere and for to have that locked up in such an impulse driven community that's a killer you know especially if you need to sell stuff because your account is then under review and they're gonna start holding your money until that's paid off so right. if somebody buys something off you you have to still come up with your own shipping money as well all right so yeah, yeah. Um, Be careful with industry standard terminology. Um, And I think the last thing I wanted to get into and point out, because it's, uh, yeah, obviously we have our our own friend here uh, from Australia. Uh, International shipping. Oddly enough, I was uh, trying to get perfect screenshots so that I could display this for everyone. But there are conflicting policies on PayPal and eBay so, what I used to do was, I went, I can't remember which one was which, but basically the policy stated being in the US, if I shipped anywhere, I could use any service that included tracking that confirmed delivery and I was covered. So, if that person said they didn't receive it, as long as I had a tracking number, it didn't specify service however the other one so if if eBay said that PayPal would say the other or maybe it's backwards however the other one specifies I'm pretty sure it's PayPal now specifies if I'm to ship anywhere other than the United States I have to pay priority with tracking even though USPS's tracking system now includes first class international which is usually three to five times cheaper you absolutely have to pay for priority to meet their requirements for sale so um, yeah if I wanted to send something to, to Bryce and it's uh, hey let's bring back Springer or you know what let's go because I don't want to show off the same dude Let's go with, uh, how about Ollie? How about that guy? Yeah, we'll go with Ollie. He weighs maybe four ounces. In a box, I can probably pack him up for about eight ounces. First class, it'll cost maybe $14. Priority is going to be about 30 to 40 So, that's something you have to keep in mind. And what that means is um, Bryce, you're paying me $40 just to ship to <laughs>
1: Because even I'm not though I, buying on eBay.
0: Yeah. Because even though I can ship it first class and first class shipping tracking meets the requirements of that policy in terms of what it shows you, they they stated specifically it has to be priority. And, and I've the, run into a lot of problems with that because you know people don't want to pay for that. They don't want to pay fifty dollars shipping on a twenty dollar toy and they they shouldn't. But yeah. for me to sell it to them I have to because they can even though I can prove that you received it PayPal will just say well yeah they received it but you didn't use the right service. So again a seller is bent over dreamed out.
6: Well you know it's it's like it's like it's like those key sets that I sent today. I sent uh I sent 3 of the ranger key sets to a buyer in Australia and you know, I sent them first class because priority shipping on and if any of y'all have seen the Ranger key sets in stores, you know there's no weight to them things at all. There is there is no weight at all. The things are white as a feather. Priority shipping was almost sixty dollars to go to Australia for three things. I think the total weight counting the packing material in the box was eleven ounces. In the U.S. domestically, that would have been about four to five
0: dollars. That would have been less two. than three if you pay online. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I pay for everything online, so you guys are like four or five dollars. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like two.
6: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, again, I'm saying, you know, I, I don't do the, I, I, don't have the scale and do the, and do the printing of the, the, uh, the postage here in, in the, in the house. I, you know, since I live, since I live right there at the, post, work at the post office, but um. The buyer is not who. No, you're not going to spend whatever you pay for the key sets in this case, and you're going to spend almost sixty dollars for shipping. You can't sell anything like that, not when there's a fifteen-dollar option. That's, in some ways, just the quickest priority.
0: Yeah. Yep. So basically, what we got to do is, you know, tell PayPal to show it, use Square, do whatever you can. Um, because <laughs> I, you know, I, have benefited from PayPal and eBay, and it sucks. Like I hate the fact that I'm so freaked out by all their policies.
6: Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, a it's simple fact is, they're getting money from everybody. Why screw a certain people over when combined we're giving them just as much as the other people? I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to alienate your market. I don't know.
4: Sure it does, because we have no recourse right now. They got us well, by the short hairs. That's the way that's they look true. at it. Well, We're the only true. game on the block, so...
0: Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, I'm going to push if, it. You know, Research Square. Check that shit out, because even if Square won't back you up, your credit card usually will, and they're actually... Uh, You know, credit cards now, they offer so much protection and identity theft and all that. I mean, you're basically looking at having some super, super good shit anyway that's just like PayPal. Um, I don't know if you've ever had a case against you from a credit card. I know I haven't, but I know whenever I've had one against someone, it's always been taken care of. Uh, So it's not like... You're just asked out, like, well, hopefully Square works. I mean, not only do they have their policies, but then your credit card actually, um, you know, you're already covered. I mean, you have two guys covered. You instead of just PayPal doing whatever the hell they want, which is generally nonsensical at best, unless you know you're gangster like me and you're like, yo, I got proof of like earth, dang. What? Give me my money back, bitch! And they're like, my bad okay stop <laughs> so be reading fine print and i'm like yo i'm about to legalize my foot up your face because you know according to article 2.3a you said i'm gonna give you my money back because that dude's a bitch and they're like yeah you're right man article 2.3a man he did say that too my bad yeah. so what it's, you're saying is is read your policies and
4: know them i got you i got yeah. you
0: yeah Yes, know your money. If you're gonna sell, know the policies, know how to do it, know the requirements, all that shit. I know and if you're just like some dude that's like, Yeah, I need to make twenty bucks real quick, you're not gonna pay attention, but you should. That twenty bucks you send or receive through PayPal, if that's linked to your bank account, that's getting into your real life money. That's not your toy money anymore. You know, you have to remember that anything linked to your personal shit. That can screw you bad, and it all it takes is one stupid little thing or one guy just being an asshole, because he paid you forty dollars for something and he saw one on somewhere else for thirty, and he just wants his money back. You know, if you're that desperate, especially for forty bucks, you really just got to watch your ass. Just read the fine print, read all the details, even if it takes you two hours. Just remember, reading for two hours, uh, which you know. I know Chad can't do and sometimes I have to voicemail him stuff, but um, I, try, I try and I understand and you know I love Chad. So, you know, we'd be doing picture pages. But just know your stuff, man. You really gotta watch yourself. You're not I old your enough pages, to know picture pages. Whatever, man. I know picture page, picture page, time to get your picture shut I don't know. Shut up, Don. Let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
4: do you have any any other insight? Anything else that would would help the weary seller in his uh, endeavor to make
0: money? In his endeavor to make money, um, sure, why not? Use what works best for you. If um, you know, if you're always on a message board or on Facebook or hell, even Instagram. Um, Watch what other people do. And this actually ties into the shipping that we were talking about before. Um, I learned how to ship like a beast two ways. Number one, I bought a shit ton of stuff uh, when I first started collecting. And I learned real quick what sucked and what I liked. And what I liked was usually from a retailer. So whenever later, I mean, this is way later, when I started shipping stuff, I mimicked what I liked. And I avoided what I hated, which was guys that would send, you know, they'd send this little wheelie, you know, he's not even the size of my hand, they would ship it in a box that was like 16 by 14 by 10, and it would just flop around. So I hated that, and I paid attention to the big boys, you know, they use bubble wrap, nice and thick, I I noticed the way it was spaced, Uh, the way they used filler in certain pieces, but not other ones. So if you've ordered from a big guy or a small guy and you were impressed, remember that shit. So that you kind of got to go with that. And if you see people, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna post stuff for sale, learn the rules of where you're at. If you're in a Facebook group, a lot of them have rules. They want to know where you're located, um, a specific type of description, a price, whatever the hell you want to call it. Just learn everything about where you're you're doing your business. That's all really I can say. Um, it sounds harder than it is, but it's something I you know you I, I think everybody here. I mean, people don't pay attention. They just jump in a group and they're like, uh, "Hey, how do I do this?" And it's like the pinned post for the group. We'll say the no the only rule we have in this group is to not ask the question you're about to ask. And people will be like, what's the question I'm not supposed to ask? Why did I get kicked out? <laughs> yeah. So just avoid True. shit like that. Um, and avoid, especially on Facebook, avoid confrontations. That's the big key there. If someone gives you shit over your price or something, just let it go. Just say something like, oh, you know, sorry, I can't help Something like that. Because it's all pitchforks and fire and hand grenades, which normally I'm all about, but when it comes to doing business, uh, there is no kind of code of conduct for people that aren't even going to give you money anyway. The people that are going to try to bury you and say you're crap, or your price is fucked up, or your toy sucks, they weren't going to pay you anyway. Don't pay them any attention. Let them go, and the buyers will come at some point. So know your market, know the rules of where you're at, know the fine print. And uh don't ship like a jackass. You know. Do it right. Get some bubble wrap, get some nice boxes, get your shit together. Bow! That's how you do it. There you go. Right? And Bryce I mean, is making money. Yeah. Brett's making money. And knowing is half the battle. Knowing the battle. No right no battle. And banging Chad's mom is the other half. Ow! Ooh, no, no. So, no, just so, kidding. Does anyone else
4: have anything else to add to the discussion?
6: I'm just going to say,
0: bring it. Give me some questions. Bring it.
6: I, I, I'm just going to say, be honest with what you're selling. Treat treat your buyers nice until they don't treat you nice. But don't be a jerk on the, in in verse. I mean, you don't want to stoop to their level. But uh, just, I, it's just. There's so many bad sellers out there. Don't don't be one of them. There's enough of those as it is.
0: <laughs> be nice. Be nice. What are you, Ellen?
6: <laughs> or, you know. or, you, or you might get a Massey in the mail.
5: <laughs> <laughs> What's this strange box? And, ah! no one,
4: and no one wants a Massey in the mail. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, I think we're about done. Anyone? Dealer? Australia.
6: Well, in well
4: in. No. Yeah.
5: No, I mean, on, our shipping is crap, full off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honesty, oh, first know. off the bat, honesty. Yeah, we'll see. Look, if if look if you if you send because I do a lot of if I buy anything from from Australia, it's normally through through the forum. If um. They, they'll, they'll, they'll because our shipping is the way it is. Auspost, Australia Post if If they say ten dollars for shipping, its chances are it's supposed to be seven fifty and they're only worried about paying that extra for the box. Nobody ever fights over like two to three bucks, really. Um, but you'll be lucky if your package within Australia gets sent, makes it to you in any form internationally, we're fine like if somebody sends something from from overseas, we'll get it, but locally, there's supposed to be a sixty five percent chance that your mail will disappear. <laughs> And and that's,
4: and that, that's and that doesn't surprise you as being wrong. Is oh no no wrong it's, it's, it's
5: wrong and we and we know it's wrong. But... <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> well, everyone no was, seems was, to be the, the shit anymore. Hey, shut the
2: hell
0: up, He has,
6: yeah. has a has He has a pile of loot with me right now.
5: We're not even sure if he'll make it to me.
6: Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I mean, you know, he. It's like it's like. I have a what, better chance theory of as to what happens to that. Yeah, no, I have a better chance of his stuff getting from me to him than he does getting to something in country a couple of 100 miles away.
5: Yeah, it's it's really just that bad. It's it's really weird and we're not sure why. And they did a study. They said, so so the the the, the regulator actually you know, came up and said, "Well, we do actually lose 65% of all men. <laughs>
2: How? We don't know. <laughs> Which is
6: acceptable. I mean, I mean, I mean. Do you have do you have random gangs of kangaroos out in the wild hijacking mail oh, packages? Right.
5: brew attacks. Roo no. attacks. That's, that's right. That's the way it is. No crocodiles. <laughs> they just get out of the water and start bitch slapping the drivers and then dragging <laughs> out know, the water. <laughs>
6: Heck, I've heard some crocodiles being up to drag
5: the whole truck under the
6: water. <laughs>
5: well, I've I've been pretty lucky though. Um, like most of my mail gets to me, but there have been moments where they, if I'm not home, and if you know, it's it's been paid for. It's it has to go to a post office, and I have to go pick it up. But this, it's been you know, it's been awesome recently because two. I'm in the middle of two post office. Like the areas, they they kind of intersect with each other. My mail has been randomly going to either one. So sometimes I go, oh, this should be the place I always go to. I'll get there and go like, oh, no, you're supposed to go to the other place. What? No, see. I, I think that would
4: be awesome. That would be awesome because anytime time you didn't pay your electric bill, you stole pop up, <laughs> and then they'll go, they'll go <laughs> okay, that, that sounds good. Just pay hey, me next time. I was you know, going to just awesome. say that. Stop <laughs> reading my mind. Absolutely. Well, think, think about it. it. <laughs> I, you didn't get the check? Oh I mailed that out. Well there's a sixty five percent chance that that you did and we didn't get it.
6: <laughs>
2: That's, That's awesome.
5: That it would make it to you, but you know it
6: didn't. Somewhere <laughs> out in the wild i I'm sure there's a koala going Lord, oh, I want more shinies. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alright. All right, on that note. So we have anything else to add to the discussion? Uh, th- this really isn't related to the discussion then shut up <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say I am really looking forward to Toy Fair in two weeks to see some hopefully clear pictures of certain things that are bouncing around the internet now so I, I hope in two weeks we'll have a really good show to talk about well three weeks have a really yeah. good show to talk about
5: well, we always have a good show. What are you talking about, Don? Well, I mean, <laughs> Toy
6: Fair. I was going to on the show.
1: Yeah, I oh, know. We, we see it.
5: Down down.
6: <laughs> hey, I get enough of this crap over there. I don't need it over here, too.
1: You started it. You started yeah. dissing the show. You did start it.
6: I didn't. I was saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now you're trying to cover your tracks. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, you know what I did notice?
0: Does anybody sponsor this show? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, we <laughs> just <was> like three. <laughs> I was well,
2: like,
0: I figured I, I figured
4: like, in your hour rambling, you might mention it. So yeah. go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was well. Cause see, what I was thinking, I was like, man, you know who never really screws up that bad? Megatoyfan dot com. We try not to. And then, you know, there's was always CapturedPrey.com. dot com. Which, which should, should I do the hook? Am I still the only I'll, guy that can do the hook? I'll,
6: I'll do the hook. Do the hook. Great.
0: Don't Try do, the do it right, right. I swear to God. I All swear right. to God.
6: Great toys, great prices, great service. CapturedPray.com. Oh,
0: great toys, great prices, great service. CapturePrey. What? Like that. That's I was amazing. I was going for the subtle, the subtle approach. Like I, I said, tea, we have anything else to add to, add to, to the shirt. discussion. I got a teabag on my shirt. What? What? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Oh, and TFCon is going to be in Canada again. How how strange! Yeah. Alrighty, <laughs> that's
4: it. I think we're going to call it a show. All right. So, as I said before, this has been TFYLP episode one thirty nine, and uh, I'm going to say good night, everyone.
6: Later, y'all. Good night.
0: Later, y'all. Good night, guys.
2: T-F-Y-L-P. <laughs>